Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills Podcast. Dag Heward Mills Podcast is a broadcast outreach of Dag Heward Mills Ministries, which has the duty to bring you the very best from the vast teaching archive of healing evangelist, best-selling author, and megachurch pastor Dag Heward Mills. In this Monday's message, Bishop Dag will teach from his classic best-selling book, Loyalty and Disloyalty. The devil is always striving to plant evil seeds of serpent-like behaviors in people to cause you to be more like him and less like God. After listening, you will discover 10 more signs that will reveal to you the level of disloyalty you risk operating under if you are not striving to overcome these tendencies. There's nobody Nobody like Jesus No, no, not one Help me sing No, no, not Nobody can heal my My soul's disease Come on, give the Lord a shout of praise Hallelujah Wow Is there a service on experience? Hallelujah. Put your hands together for the Greater Love Gospel Singers. What a wonderful time we've had. Has God spoken to you? Yeah. It's a powerful time. At a point, I was wondering whether we we're still in the same place. And then the light went off. But Satan is a liar. And apart from everything, you are feeling cold. He's a God of miracles. Are you ready for the word of God? Oh, I can't hear you, First Love Church. Are you ready for God's word? Well, our prophet is here. How many of you are part of the Flow Flow Church this morning? And um, that's already the first part of what God has for us. But this afternoon, I know God is bringing us a word that will change your life. This church is known for good word. Amen. You just heard the singing stars and now it's time for the preaching star. And God has anointed your pastor for you. Stand to your feet with me as we get ready. Let's sing, I expect a miracle. It feels like a time for miracles. And I know God is going to do something wonderful for you this afternoon. Come on, let's sing it together. Come on, sing it. Nothing is impossible to those who believe and say. I believe his word is still the same. And I expect a miracle. All over this place, lift your hands and sing it. I expect a miracle today. Nothing is impossible. For those who believe it and say it, come on, declare over your life. God's word is still the same. His word is still the same And I expect, I expect a miracle I expect a miracle Now sing For with God For with God Nothing is impossible It's not possible It's not possible To be impossible Lift your hands and sing it with God Every promise shall come true. 
can do come on give the Lord a clap give a shout of victory let's welcome to the stage my prophet our pastor Bishop Dag he Mills. come on all over this place celebrate what God is doing he's turning lives around he's doing miracles in our midst his presence is here he's speaking to you he's changing your life in Jesus name volume on stage please all right now God is blessing us and um, today for just a very short time I want to share with you on the subject I was I started last week which is what do you know what I was talking about last week you can't remember. Okay, it was a bit about loyalty and the signs of disloyalty. Isn't it? First Corinthians chapter 4. Are you feeling cold? <laughs> I, I just had them to turn off someone because the, when I held the microphone is cold. Now, you see, it's not good to complain too much. When God changes your situation, you may say, Lord, we were hot. Amen. Now, God is going to bless you. And one of the things that we need to do is to get rid of the serpent seed nature. Now, I'm trying to explain to you that. And I want to welcome those watching online. The flow members. All right, we have started, and I want you to share, subscribe, like, react. Is that the word? React. React. Tell us that you are around and share with your friend. We are online and it's live. We are living and it's live. You are being blessed. Amen. Beautiful. And send a message, like comment, share, say something. Say we are here, we are live. We are in Australia, we are watching. We are in England, we are watching. We are in Nigeria, we are watching. Amen. Now, God is about to touch your life. And that's why I want you to share with as many as you can because uh, going to, you're going to be changed so much by this message. Amen. Now, when you receive the seed, all right, when your child is born, Okay, you can have an idea what your child is going to look like based on how you look like. So you transmit characteristics. You see, a seed transmitting characteristics. That's why it's a very special thing to have a seed. Because the seed is always transmitting characteristics. So Satanic characteristics were transmitted to the human race. Are you happy about that? Are you happy about that? Satanic characteristics were transmitted by the seed of the serpent. Luke in chapter 8 and verse 11 
says that the seed is the word of God. Or the parable is this, that the seed is the word of God. A word spoken is a seed. And that's why you never forget things that are sometimes said to you. Depending on how it was said, you, 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 you have a seed in you. And um, I remember when Fred Price dedicated our church chapel, what he said at the chapel that was named after him was that he remembers when he and his friend went to their friend's house and the mother of the friend said to him, you will never amount to anything in this life. And so as over the age of 70, as he is dedicating something that is being done in his honor, he remembers from a child a comment that was made to him that you, you will never amount to anything. And you see, it's because a seed has entered him and it has an effect. It has an effect on you. You may not know how much you are affected by what people have said or what people say to you, especially at a vulnerable stage. When you are at a certain point, you may just discard it, but at a point, it, it goes into your spirit. And if you don't take care, it will bear fruit. Do you see? And so, what we are saying right now is that uh, the serpent has had an interaction with Adam and Eve, our great, 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 great grandfathers. And he spoke to them. And he interacted with them. And God said, okay, if that's what you want. And he spoke to them and he said to them, has God not said this and that? God doesn't mean this. And they believe the serpent. So by when you believe something, you receive it. So they received the word of the serpent, you see. And then from then on, human beings changed. And honestly, we changed so much that by Genesis chapter 6, I mean from Genesis chapter 1 to Genesis chapter 6, man was so horrible. Human beings were so horrible. There was so much wickedness on the earth that God decided to drown everybody. It was like, wow, this is too bad. So he drowned everyone and left Noah and his three children. You see. But the truth is that the serpent seed was still in these three children. And even with Noah. So after the flood, Noah is just like Adam. Are you with me? In the sense that he was the father of all the human race. So there was nobody alive, only Noah and his children. And you can see already that Ham was some way. Ham was the father of um, Nimrod. And all those horrible things that happened there, the Tower of Babel and so on, it was from Ham. And then Shem and Japheth, they obviously didn't agree with their brother. So already you see there were some things that were some way. And, and all human race is like that now. So all of us are unfaithful, naturally. I don't have to be in a political party to know how they are fighting among themselves. You don't have to join NDC or NPP or Democratic Party or Republicans. Or uh, what do they have in England? Conservatives and uh, 
labor to know how they hate each other. I mean, look, look at, look at uh, the American Trump's group. They hate themselves. I mean, we within. Look in Amer- England, Boris Johnson's group. They hate themselves within the parties. Look in our own parties. You see fighting. Different things. It, it's, it's something. And the nature is there. You get it? Betrayal, this, that. When Margaret Thatcher left the uh, uh, office, I remember it was, I think, her child, one of her children said, the word she doesn't want, he doesn't want to hear is that word, Tory. The, the, the political party which they come from. They don't want to hear that word, I mean. It was like a horror because they did something to remove her. And she's one of the famous prime ministers that England has ever had. But the human nature and the betrayals is just part and parcel of you. So if you don't take care, you'll be unfaithful. You'll be some way. I mean, you will be. You can promise, I promise this, I will do this, I'll be this, I'll do the whole. An experienced person doesn't bother. Jesus, the Bible says, John chapter 2, I think verse 2, down there, the end there, it says, and Jesus did not commit himself to anyone because he knew what was in man. All right? So maybe it would have occurred to Jesus to marry one of the ladies that were around. But he looked at them and said, look, you can't fool me. You can't fool me. You think Jesus didn't have women? Jesus had a lot of girls who were with him and even traveled with him. The Bible says Jesus did not commit himself to say, no, no, no. And you know, sometimes, sometimes when there are a lot of girls, often when there's a, a single pastor who doesn't have a wife, there's a lot of ladies in the church. And all the ladies are hoping and praying that, Lord, let him notice me. Choose me, use me. And give me some volume on stage. So I, I, I feel I don't, I don't want to shout, please. And, um, and, and sometimes they, the girls go so far as to propose themselves. They'll just, they'll just, they'll just propose to you straight. You know, I have a song proposed to me. Uh, sing the, sing the first part of that song. Proposed to me, brother. Yeah. Quickly, quickly, start. I've got a brother in the pipeline. He has been calling me. He has been praying. Uh, you want to start? Start a song. Start it. Now, I wrote, this, I wrote this song to help sisters who want a brother to propose to them but don't know how to say it. And they know that if they say it, that will be the end. So this song is just a song that is like when you speak to the air, you are speaking to the person. Danny boy, speed, speed, speed.
my brother Been waiting for you to propose How much more time do you need? I can see it reading all over your face I see it in your smile And I see the twinkle Propose, just speak the word, speak the word, speak the word. Please, sisters, don't go and propose. When you propose, that's the end of you. Don't propose. Just get this song and play it. That's all. You'll be okay. Now, Jesus Christ did not propose to anybody. Oh, yes. If you look at Luke chapter 8, you see plenty ladies. It came to pass that he went through every city and village showing the glad tidings. And the 12 were with him. Verse 2. And certain women also, which had been healed of Evil spirits and infirmities. <laughs> Beautiful ladies. I mean, somebody said that when a girl has had many, what do you call it? It means she's loving. I, I don't know if it's true, but you know. It's a theory. You can try it out and see. It means she's loving. And one, one of the ladies was Mary called Magdalene, out of whom went seven devils. Which, what, what do you think the devils were? Procrastination. Bahamis last would have been one of them. Lying would have been one of them. What other spirits? Seven specific devils. Fear would have been pride. And what else? Maybe witchcraft, manipulation, seduction. Hey! I'm sure if if she rolls her eyes like this, you see that people will be falling. Certain women, verse 3, and Joanna, just to mention a few names, Joanna, Chusa, the wife of Chusa, Herod Stewart, Susanna, and many others. Yeah, many. And they ministered to him. As they were ministering, just was just looking at them. Uh, I'll never propose to any of you. He made up his mind. I'll never propose to many. I'll never propose to you. I should propose to you. So that afterwards, what? You destroy my life and my ministry. Never. It will not happen. He knew the serpent seed is in every beautiful woman. That's why sometimes when you hear what a beautiful woman can do, 
you'll be shocked and amazed. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. There are some things I want to tell you, but I think you are not ready to receive them. So the serpent seed is in men, it's in women. And Jesus said, no, 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 no. Not, I cannot. I cannot propose. I'll, I'll practice my ministry all the way to the end. Yes. Paul, Paul said, he said that those who marry, eh, they have love in the flesh. They have peace. No, he said those who marry, they'll have trouble. Bring the scripture. But if thou marry, thou hast not seen if a virgin marriage she has not seen. Nevertheless, such shall have love and peace. No, trouble in the flesh. But I spare you. I don't want to say anymore. And this is the Bible. So, today, I want you to decide that the serpent seed, you are going to suppress it in you. And what is the serpent seed? What are the characteristics? You see, the characteristics of unfaithfulness, disloyalty, treachery, deception, lying, separatism, rebellion, wickedness. All these horrible things that, sit, that are in the devil he put it into man. And that is how all men are today. All men are like that. And if we don't teach it, that's why people who think loyalty, teaching about all these things and so on is just something in our church. That is, you, you can never get even one pastor to be faithful. You put him in London or put him somewhere and say, be faithful to this. He will never be faithful. He will, why would he be faithful? As soon as he sees money, as soon as he sees an increase, as soon as he sees whatever, he will change. Is the net unless you teach them the word of God to suppress those tendencies because that is the tendency of a normal person. Look, do you remember? Uh, you must have heard this name. Um, uh, what's his name? Patrice Lumumba. Yeah, yeah. You see, like he was like Kwame Nkrumah, but in Congo, and. Patrice Lumumba, right, he was, if, if you care to watch the documentary, you, you can't believe it. He came, he was in prison for fighting, just like Kwame Nkrumah and so on. And then they took him to Paris and the French people, or the Belgians, I think, they agreed that they would hand over the country to them. So there's going to be independence. And so one of the people who had gone for journalism school, was Mobutu. <laughs> he was a journalist. A reporter. And he had some military background. I think he had done some kind of a course. So when they made this Lumumba, he did the independence. The Belgians came and the king, the prince, came and they handed over and signed. Then he, these were the few people that he had around them. Mobutu was like a journalist reporter. He just said, okay, you be this, you be this, you be that. Ah. That was it. When Mobutu got the chance, eh, 
just within a year or two, they organized themselves because the CIA also wanted to remove. That's also America. They wanted to remove. The CIA decided that they didn't want Lumumba. And they looked and they saw this journalist and they said that maybe he can be. And they got in the man who were, you were nowhere and they just chose you and brought you. When you see Patrice Lumumba like the president, they tied his hands like this. The president, and he, he, they tied him, put him in a truck, like a Kia truck. And he was interviewed before he disappeared. And he said, this Mobutu, I just saw him here. He was, I mean, he has just betrayed, I mean, turned around. There's a nature of human beings. It's like, although, although I've done something for you, I will not remember you. And they put him in a truck, sent him away, you see, and took him to Lumumbashi side, wherever. I think they killed them and dissolved them. They chopped them up and dissolved them in acid or whatever. Yeah. By his whatever. And then they announced, oh, he was killed in whatever. That was it. That's why in Uganda we have Patrice Lumumba Street and so on. That, 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 that is it. When Kwame Nkrumah went to Hanoi, he was sitting there, they told him there's some news. We have something to tell you. So, General Kotoka said, ah, go to the Kotoka. You see him, he was standing there, surrounded by the generals. And they all see him off at the airport. He said, Good, goodbye, goodbye. That's it. It's like to betray, to turn around, to turn suddenly, to, to, be, to not remember, to be ungrateful, to be wicked. To be unfaithful to your wife, unfaithful to your husband. If you don't take care, all those things will happen to you. It's, it's, it is how the human nature is. So it's actually not a, a topic of loyalty and disloyalty, but it's a topic on human nature and the serpent seed. How to try to suppress it. You look at people that have brought up, trained, appointed from, from school at the age of maybe 21 or 22. You don't know anything. Brought up, employed, encouraged, never traveled before. Sat on a plane. Last week I met some pastors, my pastors from the north. I brought them from all, from Bunkurugu, from Nakbanduri, from Gushegu, from uh, Yendi from Bimbila, from Tumu, from uh, Paga, all over. And I, I made them fly. So I want you to sit on planes. When they, when they, came, they were telling me, I've not sat on a plane before. I've not done this. I want to. I said, I'm, I'm removing some, a curse from your life. Yes. Wait, wait. wait. Don't, nobody, to, don't bother to clap. Don't bother to clap. Listen and receive. Yeah. And you see, you are doing something for people. But if you are experienced, you know that even the people that you do things for, that they will never have been anywhere. Those people can turn it. If you don't learn it, you will become like that. You can, they can turn with a knife. And you say, you? So when Julius Caesar was being betrayed, he, by Brutus, 
He turned to him and said, Etu Bruteo, Etu Brutus. Etu Brute, you too, Brutus. You are part of the people. I think about 37 people stabbed him in the parliament. And he died, he died whilst he was talking to the parliamentarians who were looking at him in the Senate. They, they planned and all of them had knives so that it wouldn't be one person. Pa, 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 pa. And he looked and said, Etu Brute, you too. Are part of this. I mean, for Judas, you were with Jesus like you were nobody. <laughs> I don't know if you remember the day that Jesus took the disciples. It came down from the mountain. All of them were standing there. And he called you. Who, me? Said, you, you. And who, who was it? Peter, you. No, Thomas. Then you. Then you. He was naming them. Me? Me? Yeah, you, come. Then Judas. I don't want to point in any direction. <laughs> Judas or Judas, anyway. <laughs> and Judas said, me? He said, yeah. Me? No, no he's calling you. No, not me. Me? Me? Yeah, you, Judas. And Judas said, I can't believe it. Me? He went. 12, only 12, not 13. Another guy was joined. He said, no, 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 no. Go back. <laughs> and these 12, one of you, you decide to exchange Jesus for 30 pieces of silver. It's a human nature. If you joke with your life, you will be ungrateful. You will be wicked. You'll be unfaithful, you'll be unkind, you will not remember, you will do something horrible to somebody who loves you and who has loved you. It is human nature. That's why experienced people are not kind, usually. When they are experienced, they look at somebody suffering and say, Oh, you. When I look after you, when I do this, when I do this, <laughs> the what you will do to me. Yeah. So Jesus did not commit to even one of the beautiful sisters and other guys. When they betrayed him, he was not surprised. All 12 disciples ran away. All 12. All. Everyone scattered. The Bible says all of them betrayed. They all left. He was not surprised. He was not expecting them to stay. When they were slapping him, he saw Peter warming his feet. Like Peter's problem was that his feet were cold. So, dear friend, I'm preaching what I'm preaching so that you will not be a disappointment to your father or your mother. And that in your life, eh, you will have a good spirit. That even where, where you work, your boss will even choose you. And say, so I prefer this person. And they'll ask you, why? Is he, is he good at this or good at this or good at this? No, no. Me, there are a lot of people I have like that. Is it good for this, good for this? It's oh, not good for all those things. It's good for faithfulness. This person will never turn. This person will never turn. No, cannot turn. Yes. Don't look at the wrong things. One day, a man had an interview for so many people that, uh, to be secretary, secretary job, something. When they finished, they were asking him which one. 
He said, oh, this is the one who was wearing a short skirt. The red, whatever we did. What, that's not the one who is good at typing or the one who is good at shorthand or the one who is good at the internet or the one who is good at a computer. The one with the short and the, the very big bottoms. This is what he was asking for. How can you use that to take a decision? Eh? You don't even know whether she can do anything. So my dear friend, you have to learn this and believe the message of loyalty and disloyalty is a message about your, the human nature. Amen. So now, we need to look at people whose stepping seed is growing bigger. Amen. And what are the signs that this thing is going to come out and best open on us? And sign number one was what? Number one is what? I can't hear you. Oh, beautiful. They've got it up there. How you behave in times of crisis. Number two, how a person behaves in time of pressure. And then also people who have moral weaknesses. Number three, watch out. People who have moral weaknesses. Ah, the weakness is spreading through all areas. Amen. Number four, financial weaknesses. Stealing. People who, number five, people who are worldly. People who think they can do what you are doing better than you can do it. I'm preaching, you are thinking about me that you can preach better than me. People who are prepared to attack their own fathers. Huh? Watch, I tell you, one of the signs, watch people and their fathers. When somebody comes from another church, watch what he says about the other church. Ah, that foolish man, whatever. You, will soon, you, you are calling foolish man. He will soon call you foolish man. Never receive people who come insulting their old pastors. I don't like such people, come from a church somewhere with so many bad stories and days and that and that. Please stay in your world. We don't need you here to come and start those things here. People who are wounded. People who are not prepared to be trained or retrained. And people who are not prepared to do menial jobs. Oh, we went on all that. I can't go over that again. Now, number 11. A person with a persistently did we do number 11? A person with a stormy marriage. Always storms. Listen, your house must be quiet apart from laughter. Huh? Laughter and happiness. Not shouting, ha, hey, swine. <laughs> I'll slap you. This and that. Hey, do you know me? Do you know why that? Who are me? Who are you? Do you know where I come from? Your father this, my mother this. What is this? What is this? Too stormy. Amen. Now, how will you avoid a stormy marriage? How many want to know how to uh, uh, avoid a stormy marriage? Number one principle is what? Seesaw. The seesaw principle. You will see what you saw.
You ask anybody who has been in a relationship and who married, you'll see that everything he sees, he saw. But he didn't take it seriously. It's like you saw this little worm moving by. And you just said, oh, it's a worm. It's a what? It's a worm. But not knowing that he's a baby viper. And once he has breakfast, lunch, breakfast, lunch, breakfast, lunch, he's going to get bigger. Seesaw. Your house must be quiet. Apart from laughter and what? Shouts of joy. There should be sounds, happy sounds or shouts of joy. Screams of joy. Banging of joy. Scratching on the, on the walls and of the beds of joy. I think I'll share with more on, on this side because this area are full of dignified people. I'll share more to this side. Number 12. Watch out for people who are irritated and reactionary every time you correct them. Yes, any time you correct them, right, they are reactionary. Now, one day, Jesus said to Peter, and he turned and said to Peter, get thee behind me, Satan. And Peter replied, who do you think you are to call me Satan? You, have, you, have you read that in the Bible? And Peter said unto Jesus, how callest thou me Satan? When I was in my father's house, no one called me Satan. Since I was born, no one has called me Satan. Only you have called me Satan. <laughs> Did you hear anything like that? No. Silence. Peter collected the rebuke coolly. He did what? He collected the rebuke cool. Being called what? Satan, that was no problem. Did you hear even a word from Peter? When Jesus said to him, get him behind me. Some of you, if I call you and I say, Satan! I read, I! You are called, you will be sent, start sending texts. He called me Satan. Even my father has never called me Satan. How do you call me Satan in the church? Do you know what it means to be called Satan? Few people have ever been called Satan. You come to a church to be blessed and they call you Satan. You come to receive inspiration and inspiration for life. They call you Satan. I've been created in the image of God. You call me Satan. What was Peter's reaction? He collected the rebuke. And said, Amen. You are, what do you call it? You are righteous. The Lord is righteous. No word came forth from Peter. Some of you, if they say something to you, you get so hurt. And it means you are so proud. How can he? How dare he? We're just attending the fellowship meeting for the choir. 
Is it because of sinking in the church that you get and you speak this way? And he was even waving his left hand. Sorry for left. Sorry for left. Hmm. Number 13. A person who gives excuses continually arguing. Amen. Now listen. How can you repent if you are not pointed out the truth? And the truth is not so nice most of the time. That's why Jesus mixes grace with truth. Uh-huh. When you were telling me the truth, why didn't you mix it with grace? Why didn't you mix the truth with grace? Let's turn to 1 Samuel chapter 15. Beautiful. Now, verse 10, 11. It repenteth me that I have set up Saul, for he is turned back from following me and has not performed my commandments. How many have ever not followed the Lord? It's something that can be said about everybody. Oh, this side, they are mostly following the Lord. And the Bible says, and it grieved Samuel, and he cried to the Lord all night. Now Samuel came to Saul. And Saul said to him, before even he asked him a question. Verse 13, are you looking? Blessed be thou of the Lord. I have performed the commandment of the Lord. Verse 14. Now, and Samuel said, then what does this mean? What does this mean? I can hear sheep bleating. Bleating of the sheep. How does the sheep bleat? And then the lowing of the oxen, which I hear. How does that one to sound? So that and the is the evidence that you didn't kill every God told him, kill all, kill animal, kill children, kill women, kill everything. Ah, you are now righteous, more righteous than God. Verse 15. And Saul said, they have brought them for the Amalekites. For the people, it's becoming an argument. So the next point is what? I gave it to you. Continually what? Arguing about and, and justify a person who gives excuses and continually justifies himself. And Samuel said, I kept them from the Amalekites, the best of the sheep and the oxen, to sacrifice to the Lord thy God, to your God, your God. And the rest we have utterly destroyed. Meanwhile, they told you to destroy everything. And you are still arguing. Verse 16. Then someone said, stay, and I will tell you what the Lord said to me tonight. And he, he said, stay on. Stay on. Are you there? Yes. Verse 17. 
And Samuel said, when thou was little in thine own sight, was thou not made the head of the tribes of Israel? And the Lord anointed thee king. The Lord sent thee on, on the journey. Verse 19. Wherefore did thou not obey, but thou didst fly upon the spoil? You didn't obey me and did evil in the sight of the Lord. And Saul said unto Samuel, continuing arguing, eh? Saul said, I have obeyed. We, we can hear man be, we hear it, and they say you don't obey, you still stay, I don't forbid. Look at it. And I have gone the way which the Lord sent me, and I have brought Agag the Amalekite, and I have, I have actually destroyed, I have done it. You have not done it. Please, I want to ask you, eh, I'm going to come down only because of this. Listen, I want to tell you, if you want to destroy your life, and want to get yourself a very low status in this world, then you should be like Saul and continue arguing about little points which mean nothing. If only you just accept the first thing, you didn't obey, I didn't obey. The sheep, yeah, the sheep is what it is. It's not a small thing. To you it's a small thing, but it's a big thing to God. If you don't want to be low, I'm come down to tell, to be low in this world, to be low, then stop arguing and argue about little things. You should have just said yes. I did not obey. There's sheep and there's evidence. How come you don't see the evidence? I'm telling you that if you don't want to be low in this world, I'm telling you, keep arguing. Keep arguing. You will be low and lower and lower and the longer the meeting goes just over your issue, the more you will be not liked or wanted. I'm telling you, long meetings, you will be Losing your, your status. As the inches go by and the meetings go by, you'll be losing your status. Take it from me. From experience, 35 years I've been a pastor of this same group. You'll be losing your importance because it's too long about one thing. It's too much. It's too much. You are not the only person who didn't perform commandment. Neither are you the only person who hasn't followed all of us here can find times we don't follow, times we didn't obey. Why have you added to it another investigatory meeting with evidence? You are forcing somebody to be a prosecutor and show evidence. Bring evidence of this, evidence of this, evidence of this to prove to you that you didn't obey. He has brought sheep, he has brought goat, he has brought king to prove to you that you didn't obey. And still there's a meeting. You should see this in marriages. You should see this in marriages. When they are small in their eyes and you propose to them, oh, I want to, I want to, I want to be a good girl. And when they marry, you see. Because you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't do anything. In real life, you can't even cook. In real life, you can't do anything, you know. You are an empty barrel. Yeah. It's true. And as part of your protection, you are trying to protect yourself because it has been discovered that you can't do anything. And so there's a lot of argument and continually giving excuses and defending yourself. Ah, but your status is going down, down, down. Have you noticed the girl that you just proposed to, she has not argued with you before? Have you noticed she's never given you an excuse of anything before? 
Have you remembered that you like her as she was? Even when her hair wasn't good and she was having a bad hair day and she was not looking nice, you still liked her. But now that she starts to argue with you, anybody argue, you ask me, why do you love this girl? So, I love her because I think she really understands me. She understands my calling. I mean, she, she really, uh, she's a flowing sister. She really understands my calling and I thank God for her life and I've never seen anybody who really appreciates me and really understands what I'm going through and is that not why you like her? That's why I said that if you want to be low and low and low and low, continue arguing. Continue making excuses over little points. Continue having long discussions and meetings. I'm telling you, you are finishing as you are talking. Your, your being like is finishing. You are no more like after the meeting. I'm telling you, no one likes you after the meeting. You may have made your point with evidence, evidence, here. that's the end of you. Look at what he said. He said, the Lord, has, the Lord has rejected you. The Lord has rejected you. He doesn't like you again. He said, I have rejected you. He said, you did not obey. Look at it. You did not obey. Eh? No, no, no. Where he said, and the Lord has rejected you. Yeah. You did not obey. The Lord has rejected you. Amazing. As you did reject his word, he has also rejected you. Oh, yes. And Samuel said unto Saul, I will not return. Thou hast rejected the word of the Lord. And the Lord has rejected. He doesn't like you again. Well, see, what it means in English is that God doesn't like you again. I have never, I've never gone for an outdooring and then we ask, what are the names of the baby? And so this, this child is called Saul Manson. No. This is Saul Wilson or Saul or say or Saula. <laughs> you see, what you, the reason why people don't use the name Saul is it for, some, for God to say, I don't like you anymore. It's, it's very strong. I don't like you. The meetings was too much. The talking is a lot. The excuses are too many. I don't like you again. Your beloved may not have told you, or your husband may not have told you, or your wife may not have told you, but the meetings have made you unlikable. And you are rejected. In the realm of the spirit, there are some people I'm, I'm talking to right now. You are rejected because of your, your long meetings. You never see, you never like, you never agree, you never understand. Ah, you may be beautiful, you may look nice in public, but you never agree, never see, never yield, never bow, never give in. Oh, it is too long. You have been rejected. God has rejected you. God has rejected. And you see, that's a sign of a dangerous person. It's a serpent seed in you. That's why it's taking so long. You are seeing sheep there. You say, I've obeyed. You say, you have not obeyed. I've obeyed. You have not obeyed. I've obeyed. You have not obeyed. I've obeyed. Eh. So just even tell the truth. The thing is standing there. It's a problem. How come? How long? Hmm. Number 14. A person who does not keep promises. I'll be there at seven. (laughs) 
I'll be there at 8. I'll, I'll, I'll see you tomorrow. Psalm 15. No, I've, I've almost finished. Who shall abide in thy tabernacle or Kodesh? That word is Kodesh, I think. Anyway, in thy holy hill, yes, the holy hill. Who shall, who shall dwell in thy holy hill? Kodesh. That's the word. Who shall dwell in thy Kodesh? Yes. He that walketh uprightly and worketh righteousness and speaketh truth in his heart. Huh? He that backbiteth not his, with his tongue. That's Ghanaians. Is it not true? Yeah. One time a pastor came to Anakazo and he was trying to show his junior pastors that look at what has been achieved. The, the pastors walk around humbly. As soon as we turn away, they say, ah, if this man has got money and has built it, why, why have they brought us here? That's a comment. Some other politicians or brothers say, ah, the church, the, the church has a lot of money. And that, is, that is not how it is in the, in the nation. Different comments. As soon as you turn your back, then they have a comment. The snake at your back. Where you can't, where you weren't watching. I never knew your tongue is like that. <laughs> Ghanaians are polite. Yes, please. Yes, please. Ghanaians, politeness. Please, yes. Please, yes, please. <laughs> and when you go, bite the back. Do we have any backbiters here? On, on, just on this side. Have you bitten somebody's back before? Raise your hand or that one should become an argument. I have to come and then dissect it to improve you by word of knowledge. What about this side? I think it's only this section which didn't raise their hand. <laughs> yes, please, yes. Tell your neighbor, yes, please, yes. Huh? Nor doeth evil to his neighbor. Uchale. Your neighbor, pa. <laughs> your neighbor who is supposed to be your main man. Verse 4. In whose eyes a vile person is contemned, but he honoreth them that fear the Lord. And he that sweareth to his own head and changeth not. Like he marries, he will marry you to his own head. And as he marries you, he knows that he has hurt himself. But he will not change. <laughs> it's a promise keeper. That's what we mean by promise keeper. Yeah, he's made a promise and he will not change. Even after, after he marries you and realize that, no. No. I've made a mistake. 
I made a mistake. But he is the type who sweareth to his own head and changeth not. Human beings swear and change. That's why at a wedding they sign. They don't trust anybody. Look, that signing thing, eh, you might as well say, I don't trust all the promises you made. It's all nothing. Come and sign. That is one of the reasons why we encourage people to marry. Because somebody says, oh, I want to marry you. I want to marry you like 2028. 2028. With our human nature from 2022 to 2028. Six good years. From 2022 to 2027. Five solid years. He said, oh yeah, you know, it's, it's part of the relationship and you know, we've got to get ourselves to know ourselves and 2027. Give us a break. We beg. Human being who can keep his promise for five years without signing documents. Which, which serpent seeded human being can do that? Of course, I'm sure some do. But not many. The ones who are serious, they say, Mar- I want to marry you now. I want to marry you now. Yeah. I'll marry, I'll keep my promise. I proposed to my beloved 26 August 1985. Four years later, I, I kept my promise. I said, I'll marry you. I told her. Those days, we don't propose uh, in restaurants or how you guys have been proposing restaurants. We just propose on the go. <laughs> it's called on the go proposal. would like your beloved to propose to you on a bus but he marries you another one would take you to sky bar or any high place and then propose to you but it will not come to pass and he marries somebody else he proposed to you with champagne and ice cream mixed together with kebabs hey! but in the end he doesn't marry you which one do you prefer how many would like to be proposed on the trotro and then in the end they marry you all these psychedelic proposals which don't happen. You see, people have come with roses and they are kneeling down like this. I say, I want to marry you. Shelly, meanwhile, I will not marry her too. I'll stop. He that sweareth, but he doesn't change. It's not common. But from today, from today, you see, some of you say, Lord, I'll serve you to the end. Yeah. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. Oh. <laughs> right now, Lord, you have left your calling. Just now you stop all the ministry things you were saying. Last time you were saying if you can use anything, Lord. You can use me, Lord. You can use me. Use me and choose me. Look at it. Small. This thing, you got visa to uh, Germany and that's the end of it. Visa to Germany, your calling has flown away like a, like a sparrow. It has flown away. 
Your calling is like one of the bats. You know we have some bats that fly from 37 to Insawam. Your calling is like a bat that has flown to Insawam. Oh yes. Hmm. I tell you, it's better to have a man who sweareth and changeth not. As you are sitting on the trotter and the trotter is jumping like this. You just turn to you and say, Sister Rose. <laughs> and, the, <laughs> and the mate is shouting, Kaneshi. <laughs> Kaswa is shouting, Kaswa. Kaneshi, Kaswa. <laughs> And you tell her, Sister Rose, there's something I want to tell you. <laughs> and the father said, Kaneshi, Kaneshi. I'll marry you next year. <laughs> oh, yes. And when your stop comes, you get off. But those words that you spoke on the shaking bus, those words that you spoke on the shaking bus, you can take it anywhere. You see that it will come to pass. Oh, yes. Some of you had your honeymoon in some of the best hotels. And there are people who had no honeymoon in no hotel. But their marriage is better than yours. Yeah. Okay. Number 14, quickly. Number 15. A person who is vying for promotion and recognition. Ah. First Kings chapter 1 verse 5. And it says, First Kings chapter 1 verse 5. And Adonijah. Huh? Adonijah. Are you there? The son of Hagid exalted himself saying, I will be king. Ah! Meanwhile, you're not a king. And he prepared, look at the verse, he prepared chariots and horsemen and 50 men to run in front of him. So he was moving. He was not a king, but he was trying to do kingly things. One day there was a group. They were not pastors. But I mentioned to them that I had it in my mind to appoint pastors in the future. And that some of them. Ah! I was there when I heard that he went for a fellowship meeting. Like, I don't know whether the choir or ashes or whatever. Then he told them, like maybe a small group like this. And he told them, say after me, pastor, you see, he was not a pastor. Pastor so-and-so, we love you. Pastor so-and-so, we love you. He was not appointed as a pastor. He was a brother. But he couldn't wait to tell the people. Say, pastor, we love you. Well, you're not a pastor. It's like somebody just spoke and said, say, bishop, we love you, when you are not a bishop. 
Adonijah, the son of Haggith, exalted himself. One day I, I was having a meeting, you know, I had uh, an office in those days. My father's office that he let me use, the other side. And there was a big desk made of plywood. The plywood was poured, so we painted it black. If you don't want to see things clearly, paint it black. <laughs> and I, I, was, I used to have a meeting like around 5 o'clock. They all sit around. So one day I was late. When I came for the meeting, this pastor has gone to sit in my chair and has organized the people around him and was teaching them. It's one of the people that I teach. <laughs> but he couldn't wait. He has gone to sit in my chair to call the people around and talk to them. You see, it was a sign. That's why, that's why these are signs of something to come. Something that's going to happen. And it happened. All these people, they manifested later. As they manifested, you, 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 you start remembering things. You say, oh, remember the meeting? He organized the people, sit down. Sit down. Say, pastor, we love you. Say, pastor, we love you. You are not a pastor. Pastor, we love you. Pastor, we love you. So when I came in the room and I saw him there, I said, get up. Get up. Ne- I told, never sit in my chair. If I'm not here, never sit there. Never. If you see that I've not come, never organize and don't start talking. Don't talk until I come. You're out of order. But he was an orangu. He was coming. He was left with some time. Eesh. An orang. There's an orang. <laughs> These are signs. It says, Adonicha, look at it. The son of Hagith exalted. He makes himself great. Yes. He makes himself great. Watch out for people who make themselves great. In your office, in your business. You know, it's as if he's just doing the work, but he's making himself great. It's a spirit. It's Satan in Isaiah 14 who said, I will arise. I will become this. I will sit in this chair. I will be like this. I will have this. I will sit there. Ah, it's a demonic thing. It's the devil. The devil is the father of all unholy ambitions in men. Ambition to have this, to be this, to do this. It's an evil thing. You must have an ambition to follow the Lord. And to be a servant of the Lord. Jesus said, I am amongst you as he that serveth. Not as, as one who is a Lord. Jesus never exalted himself when he was with us. Look, the crisis that brought Jesus' ministry and life to an end was the raising of Lazarus from the dead. It was because of Lazarus that the Palm Sunday happened. The people glorified him. They said, the Hosanna in the highest. This is the son of God. I mean, they were amazed. And all the people, including Lazarus, and the, they were just, for the Bible said, the whole world went after him. Yeah. It's what led to his end. And that's when they brought a coat and he sat, and he sat on it because it was a scripture. He said, sit on this. And he passed through the town. I mean, they saw that he has raised somebody from the dead. For four days, the person was dead. 
He raised a person. It's not a small person. And it's not an ordinary person. It's not a man. That was what brought him to the end. He said, no, this is too much. So, don't make yourself bigger. Rather, make yourself small. If you want to go high, make yourself humble. You see how high you go. Don't exalt yourself. The Bible says, Adonijah, eh, the son of Haggith, exalted himself. He made himself big. Watch out as you make yourself big. It's a sign. Yeah, just make yourself low and cool. Are you still around or you are leaving? Hmm. I don't know if I'm talking to myself. Maybe I'm just reciting things to myself. So, these are the signs of a serpent because it's only the serpent who exalted himself. And then number 16, a person who is unknown. Ah, unknown there is bad. (laughs) That is why when they were going to appoint an apostle, they said, let us, eh? let us of the men who have come in with us all the time when Jesus was here, Acts 1, 21 and 22. Those men, among those who have been around, not strangers. Hey! You want trouble in your life? Go for a stranger. You know the scripture? My son, Attend unto my wisdom and thine eye, thine ear to my understanding, that thou mayest regard discretion and thy lips may keep knowledge. For the lips of a strange woman. Now, you see, this word, one day I decided to research and see what is strange woman. You see? And then you find that it says, the stranger, she's a stranger. Amen. All through the Bible, you get warned about strange woman and a stranger. Proverbs 6 verse 1. My son, if thou be surety for thy friend, thou hast stricken thy hand with a stranger. A stranger. La ramados malandos calembre que te balamundes. I beheld among the simple ones, among the youths, a man without sense. Proverbs 7 verse 8, passing through the street near her corner, in the twilight, in the evening. And behold, there met him a woman with the attire of a harlot. She's loud and stubborn. That means you notice her. And she kissed him. So she caught him and kissed him. With an impudent face, too bold, she said, I have peace offerings. Omba asmaloka tabando lamanda. Huh? I have perfumed my bed. Let us take our fill of love till the morning. By means of a horish woman, a man is brought to a piece of bread. A stranger from Proverbs chapter 5. 
he starts to talk about a strange woman and a stranger. So a person who is unknown, that's it. It's a no-go. Those of you who have just met somebody, don't know the person, and you want to propose, I, I don't know what word to give to give a diagnosis of your brain. Waterhead. Huh? Waterhead. That's the one person that God wants you about from Proverbs 5. A stranger. Strange. The word strange is the word stranger. You don't know the person. Yeah. Unknown. Unknown. Those of you are comfortable. Oh, she's beautiful. The waterhead is getting bigger. I think you have put a hose into the head. Ah, I'm smitten. I'm smitten by her beauty. Ah, she's so beautiful. The shape. By the way, some people did some research eh? and they found out that they were trying to find out what makes a person attractive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they took faces mm-hmm. and they put it in the computer to see how, when they change it with the computer, what makes a person attractive. Yeah. But I'm not going to tell you that. I'm not going to tell you that. Oh yes, I will not tell you. Come next time, maybe you, you, you people like to lead too much. They actually showed what makes a woman attractive. Yeah, why why people are attracted? I mean, it was the whole research that they did. Yeah, but I'm not going to tell you. Oh yeah, because I'm talking about strange women. An unknown person. Yeah. People receive people into their lives. I don't know you. So oh, come and be a pastor in the church. Ah. When they were going to appoint apostles, they said, those, the one who has been with us from the beginning to the end, he's the one that we can make him an apostle. The rest, no. So when you are new, don't be surprised that we don't trust you. Ah, we want people who have been around for 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. When you hear those type of credentials, you are hearing big credentials. So this one has been here for a long time. Oh. This one was around, around uh, this and that. This one's been around for whatever. That's what you need to hear. Not as well, I just came last weekend. I mean, came and just come with your beautiful face and start moving around. Once you are unknown, you are a dangerous character. Yeah, we, we need to, you need to be around so that we see all your troubles. There's no man without troubles. So as your troubles come, then we'll see how, to, how it works out. Oh, yes. How many prefer somebody you know his troubles than an unknown person who claims to be perfect? Is there anything like that? There's nothing like that. I want to marry somebody that's really like the type that I believe God has for my life. So I met this sister last week at the bus stop. 
it was like a love at first sight. Immediately I knew the spirit was telling me, this is she. This is she. <laughs> Which spirit? Some of the most cheerful people are some of the moodiest people. Look at somebody sitting by you. You'll be surprised at this person, the, 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 the face that the person can have in the house. And the cheerfulness is just a compensation for how the person really is. Yeah. All right. God is blessing you today. Tell your neighbor, are you the one who has just recently met a stranger and you are about to commit yourself to a stranger? Are you the one? It seems there's something in the realm of the spirit about a stranger. Beautiful. All right. And finally, someone who has never been criticized. Yeah, because Matthew 18 verse 7 says offenses will come. Yeah. People hate criticism. I don't know why. I don't want to be told anything, even if it's true. So, ladies and gentlemen, watch out. You've got a new beloved and she's never been criticized. Criticize and see. People, in their, people are in their houses, they can't talk about the food again. They eat food without this, without that, this, without this. They, because, Charlie, if you say something, eh, what will happen in the house? Eh? <laughs> you now you realize that next time, don't talk. Next time, whatever it is, just eat it like that. <laughs> Tell your neighbor, the serpent seed is being suppressed in my life. Amen. And then number 18, a person who does not say amen or smile whilst you are preaching. You don't say amen, you don't smile, you don't laugh. But the preaching is wild and so you are just... Today I went for a meeting somewhere and I met with some pastors uh, and I was talking with them and I was just watching all of them. When I say certain things and I saw, I, was, I, was, I saw one guy, when I, saw, when I say certain things, then everybody would be clapping that he would do this. I saw that he was clapping the tie. <laughs> Watch out for those who don't say amen. Those who don't smile, those who don't clap. Hey. You like marry the person and see. There will be no amen. There will be no shout of a shout of what? Shout of what? You must be joking. Oh.
You can divide your house by cardboard. It doesn't matter. The, the house will be silent throughout. Number 19, a person who does not take notes when you are preaching. It's like you know everything. I mean, people are writing, but you there, Charlie. Yeah, Charlie, you there, you are a man of God. I mean, like, you are ahead. Amazing. Is it not amazing? And number 20, a person. No, I'm not going to give you number 20. I'll continue number 20. But there are 39 of them, you know. A person who is not faithful in another man's work. Yes. How they behave at work. Yeah. It's because it's not theirs. You've got an attitude. Stand to your feet, our time is up. <laughs> All right. Is the serpent seed going out slowly? Do you think it's going out slowly? Yeah. Yeah. As you don't take notes when I'm preaching, when you marry, you see the person will not even sit down to listen to what you are saying. The person will just get up and just start moving around. It's like Charlie. Walking out. Yeah. Hmm. Lift your hands. Father, thank you for the word of God. Thank you for the word of God. For teaching us your, by your spirit. We, we love you. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. As every head is bowed and every eye closed, if you want to give your life to Jesus, lift your hand like this. You want to say, Pastor, I want to give my heart to God today. I want to give my life to Jesus Christ. If you are here like that, you want to give your life to God, you want to be born again, lift your hand like this right now. Okay, I see your hand. I see your hand. If you've lifted your hand, you want to give your life to God, come to me in the front here. I'm counting up to 10. And I need you to be in front here now. And I'm going to pray with you. God bless you. Just come, 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 come. I want to pray with you. Come to God. Come to Jesus. I want to pray with you. Come to God. Come to Jesus. Jesus, please forgive me for my sins. I give my life and my heart to Jesus Christ. Please write my name in the book of life. Today, I turn around and I repent of all my sins. Thank you, Lord, for saving me today. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. 
God bless you. I want you to follow our pastor. He's, he's lifting up his sign. Follow me. I want you to go this way and he's going to give you something and then you come back and join us. Give him a mighty clap offering. God bless you. You may be seated. Take your holy communion. Now lift up your holy communion. Take it. Body which was broken for you. Drink. This is my blood which was shed for you. Thank you, Jesus. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. Father, thank you for the body of Jesus Christ. We receive healing and blessing into our lives right now in the name of Jesus Christ, the body of Jesus Christ. Now lift up the wine. Father, as we come before table of the blood, we declare that this is now the blood of Jesus. Let forgiveness and mercy and life, long life, come into everyone who receives this today. The blood of Jesus Christ. Lift your hands for your blessing. Lift your hand. I see somebody in a race. You are not in the front, but by the power of God, you are moving to, towards the front now. Receive grace to catch up with what is ahead of you. May the Lord bless you with a catching up spirit. Grace to catch up. Grace to make it. Grace to be out there in the front. I therefore bless you. You shall be the head and not the tail. You shall be above and not beneath. You shall be the first and not the last. Let me hear your loudest amen. Anyone who is last, the Lord lift you from the last position and move you forward in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And those watching on the internet, the Lord bless you and move you to the front of the line. I see in the realm of the spirit, you are being moved to the front. There's somebody at the back. God is moving you to the front. From the back to the front. From the back to the front. You were last, but you'll be first. You are not chosen, but you'll be chosen. You are not seen, but you'll be seen. You are not known, but you'll be known. You are nowhere, but you'll be somewhere. Receive the blessing of the Lord. From this day, may the Lord make his face to shine upon you and give you peace. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and bless you and give you peace in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Let me hear your loudest amen. God bless you. You may be seated. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. 
and remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.